last beach volleyball with Triborn and Travis Bewerder and obviously Tri. Me and Tri are still in different parts of the world as we have been for the last like month and a half. So this is uh, the second podcast we are recording in Bulgaria. And uh, I got the Serbian prince over here, DJ Klasnic. How we doing, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for calling me. Thanks for the invite uh, to be a part of your uh, podcast. Um, it's always a pleasure to to be uh, talking about volleyball and uh, have some uh, chat with somebody who has a lot of experience and uh, knows a lot of people and uh, a lot of good stories. Yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate it. You know, that's kind of the rule where if you kick my ass in the final and you get on the podcast and uh, DJ and uh, this Bulgarian blocker, whose real name is... Uh, Branko Grozdanov. Yeah, Branko. DJ's got the last name. They beat me and Adam uh, pretty good in the finals of a uh, Bulgarian national tour event here at Sofia Beach, which is kind of like a, a good tune-up before the FIVB. The second one of like four they're having here. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a really good, uh, really good thing they did here. They're trying to bring the level here. They're trying to bring the good players and good teams. So it uh, it actually brings the higher level of volleyball for the fans and for the home teams, so they can see and they can improve more. And it, to bring, uh, let's say, a popularity, uh, to make volleyball more popular to the whole uh, crowd and uh, people who live here. Yeah. Well, you. Uh, I mean, you spend a lot more time around this area of the world than I have. Um, I had no idea that Serbia and Bulgaria were just like within driving distance of each other. When you came over to practice the other day, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like driving over from Serbia. It's like, wait, you're that, I didn't realize you were that close. Yeah, the, the funny thing is that there's not many places where we can go by car. So it's first time that we have, I'm pretty sure it's first time we have that many big events and something where we can, some place where we can get points so close to our city yeah. because usually it takes our flights or uh, drives they're like longer than 12 hours uh, i know we go with a car to czech republic and austria and places but it takes way more time than than coming yeah. here yeah what uh like you're talking about how they're trying to make it's a good thing because they're making volleyball a lot more popular over here but what is like the beach volleyball culture like in this area of the world where i mean where you got greece bulgaria serbia it's not like, obviously, Europe is an amazing place to play beach volleyball right now. But what was it like growing up in yeah, Serbia? That's a really good question because uh, Europe is probably ruling the world right now in beach volleyball. There's oh, yeah. so many good teams. The level is getting crazy good. There's even too many teams to compete on the number of events the FIVB provide, which is kind of the story by itself. But for this part of Europe, it's actually beach volleyball is not that... Um, popular and uh, all the federations, all the, all the countries are struggling with the same problem where there's not enough funds and there's not enough teams that compete. So mostly in Balkan, so as you mentioned like Greece and Serbia, Bulgaria, Romania, we all, we're all indoor players. We all started indoor and then at some point we either decided to play only beach or we play half and half. Yeah. So I think it, that's the hard part, how to like um, get to the higher level from here. In, in particular in Serbia, um, the only way to continue playing and to get to higher level is to leave Serbia and during winter and go to places as Florida, as I did, or Brazil, as the other guys did, okay. or some other places where you can find, uh, find good volleyball during winter. Yeah. So you, did you grow up playing 
mostly indoor then? And were you like kind of always a little bit attracted to the beach or did you just kind of like stumble into beach? That's, that's, um, that's kind of a funny story. I grew up in a volleyball family. Okay. My both parents were indoor players, but um, at that point when they, they were younger, the beach volleyball was not a real sport, Yeah. especially not in this, uh, in this part of the world. Right. So they played beach. They're pretty much one of the first people who played beach in that region. Okay. And they were taking us, you know, when they stopped playing indoor, they played beach. They were taking us on the beach and we were like playing Love on it. the side, looking. So how we were getting older, we were like playing with them, you know. First it was like, you know, me and dad, because I was the youngest against my mom and my sisters. Yeah. And then when I got better, my mom was like, okay, you play with me. <laughs> but um, that's how I started playing beach. I okay. did play indoor most of the time, but the love for this sport came from playing with my family and, you know, being expo- exposed uh, to, to a new, you know, sport. Yeah. I think I was pretty lucky because it was a volleyball family. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like exactly how Delaney got into beach. Because her parents, uh, they played a, a ton of beach, and they always played co-ed. They met playing co-ed. And so awesome. they would just bring Delaney and her sisters out to the beach, like, for tournaments, like, all weekend long. And they would just, like, put them in this, like, little kid playpen <laughs> so they didn't run off. And so they were just around it all the time. That's how Delaney ended up getting into it. It's funny. It's the same, same way from Serbia awesome. to the U.S. It's how just people get into it. They just yeah. follow their parents to the beach. I feel like uh, this board, like people who, who listen to this and who, who know this sport, they know there's not much money in it. But people who play it, they, know, they love it. It, yeah. it has to be some reason how you got addicted to it. And um, I feel that all of us who are crazy about it, crazy enough that we don't care about anything else, you know, we only want to play and get better. Yeah. Like no matter how like the future looks, you know. So I got addicted a yeah. lot. And I'm trying to find my way, you know, through Florida, through other places, changing partners, you know, trying to find my way to get to the top, you know, because I'm really addicted about it. Yeah. And uh, like, as you mentioned, and as is like just a uniform fact, there's like not a ton of money in beach. And I mean, you're still young enough. You're what, 25? Yeah. Where is like, is indoor still an option for you or something that you'd still want to explore if like if it were on the table? I feel that um, I actually talked to Branko yesterday about it. Branko yeah. is a, he's a really successful indoor player. He's a beast. Like uh, played, in, played in Italy. <laughs> he played in uh, in France. He played in Qatar and uh, in all the places. Like he's a really experienced. And he asked me the same question, and my answer was I. Honestly, like, I don't mind indoor. Yeah. I mind too many people in the court. <laughs> I barely get along with one. <laughs> but but um, I, would, I would probably try it if there was, like, a good opportunity. Yeah. But um, it doesn't work like that. It's a complicated sport. You have to start from the bottom. Then managers have to see you. Yeah. You know, and you have to prove yourself. Then you maybe have a new opportunity. And the whole thing would take years. And I'm not ready to give my right. ears for that. I'm, I like what I'm doing right now. And uh, I'm also studying um, software engineering. So that could be my other option. So I, I, th- I don't want to awesome. in- invest too much time in right. you know, something that is not um, you know, secure. And it's not that fun. Yeah. You know, Close gym. <laughs> As I said, too many people. There's a coach yeah. that you need to listen. On beach, yeah. it's kind of... you know. Uh, you're kind of a friend with the coach. You're uh, you're making it a team together. Yeah. You know you're choosing who you want, who's going to be your coach. In yeah. indoor, a coach is choosing you to right. be a part of his team. So, 
there's a lot of involved, but um, I do love indoor. I played indoor more than 10 years, but um, I'm pretty sure that's it for me yeah. from a close place. Yeah. So for you to make that decision to, to kind of focus exclusively on beach, that was probably like seen as somewhat unusual at the time. Because it's not like Serbia has like a ton of beach volleyball players running around. So like how tough was that choice to say, you know what, like I'm going to play beach? Because I mean, you played a ton of FIVBs. Yeah, so I was lucky that um, at that point when I was uh, getting uh, old enough to compete with the older guys, um, the coach who was a national team coach, he saw me and he gave me opportunity to play on the world championship under 19 in uh, in Cyprus. Okay. And then one more champ world championship in uh, Poland and then few underage tournaments. Like they, this is all underage like European yeah. and world championships. And this is how I got to see where the level is and how the teams are. So at that time I was playing indoor, getting older, you know, like trying to decide if I want to go to serious thing or not. Yeah. And it it happened that in indoor, they I played in Vojvodina. It's the number one number one place, uh, number one club in uh, in Serbia. Okay. And they wanted me to be a libero. Okay. Because I was not tall enough. And by the way, I'm six <laughs> four. But uh, Serbia is really good, really good country in indoor, and we always prefer like tall guys. And yeah. They told me I'm not tall enough, and that uh, my ball control is good, so I should be a libero, which I kind of didn't want to do. Right. And that's the reason why I left the big club, went to a little bit smaller club. Okay. And that was kind of, you know, altogether made uh, the choice easier to get to the beach, you know, and yeah. uh, try myself in something else. Yeah. Somewhere where they let me spike. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Every time I played, do you know uh, Ryan Windish? Uh, I don't know if you would have met him. He lives in California, played okay. at Long Beach, but he was a libero. And I played a couple of tournaments with him. And anytime I played with a libero, they're just so intent on making sure people know that liberos can spike too. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Yeah. I was fighting my uh, through my career not to be a libero. I played yeah. it one year, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of what... I don't know if any libero is listening to this, but I find uh, the best reason for me not to be a libero was if you're a libero and you play great and your outside hearers or your hearers in the team cannot score... You're always thinking, damn, if I was maybe there and I right. hit, you know, maybe we would win. If yeah. you're outside here and you get blocked, you at least know, okay, you know, I cannot score. It's right. okay, we lost. But like this, you always have this, <laughs> this, you know, thinking how you could maybe bring, you know, something better right. for the team. So that was kind of my reason. I always felt that, you know, I want to be the one responsible for the, yeah. for the loss, you know, if we lose or I can bring something more to the team. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what, like, the greatest thing about beaches. I mean, you're involved in literally every single play. For sure. And that's why sure. when, I, when I played baseball, like, I, was, I either played pitcher or first base, and I was still getting kind of bored of baseball, even though <laughs> every play I was involved in. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I love about beach is that, like, you have to be good at everything, and you're involved on in every play. Like, even if, like, we didn't serve you at all pretty much yesterday... And but you still have to set the ball every time, and yeah, you're still in sure. defense every time. So you're still doing stuff, and you're still in the match, whether people are trying to take you out of it or not. For sure, for sure. I mean, there's ways that you can like give less opportunity for a blocker or a defender or you know serves. But for sure, like even though for example you guys didn't serve me, 
Uh, I was talking to Branko the whole time, so we were making tactic together. Yeah. You know, he was taking one thing, I was taking another thing. Of course, we were taking your high lines yeah. from, from both of you because uh, those high lines are really, like, they're so good. Adam, I feel like uh, his, his hit from the right is really good, but from the left, his line shot is number one hit. Yeah. And even though I knew the line shot is coming, it was like 60 or 70% of the time I couldn't get it. Yeah. And sometimes even from the middle of the court, it was like a short line that was really good. So that was kind of our number one thing to, to take. Yeah. But that's, I'm just trying to explain how you can affect yeah, yeah. the game, you know, even though you're not getting served, which is amazing, you know, as yeah. the fun of this sport for sure. Yeah. And so you and Bronco won, I mean, how many tournaments have you played here? Has it just been the FIVB and this last one, or have you been playing a little bit more? Um, I'm here already a month. Okay. I played uh, one tournament before FIVB okay. with, uh, with my Serbian partner, Lastimir Lukic. Okay. And um, we, we ended up third on that one. Okay. We lost the close semifinals uh, to a winner of the tournament. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, Neshev, uh, he's a, a legend here. Yeah. But um, after that, that was our preparation for FAB. And then after that, on the FAB, we came from reserve list. Some people didn't show up, so we got in the qualifications and yeah. played uh, Prudel, okay. um, ex-Olympian. Yeah. And they played like ex-Olympian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they play with no mistakes, and uh, they, we we pretty much didn't have any chances at that match with our playing, but it was a good lesson, and uh, we continue practicing until now. So for this tournament, uh, me and my partner, we just try different uh, different options to like change people, just to make, you know, this not FIVB tournament, you know, more like an experience, you know. Um, I'm trying to help him a lot because he's a young player that yeah. really wants to learn. So. I feel like different partners, you know, different positions. He's blocking with me. He's playing defense with another guy. Yeah. It's going to help him, you know, improve in every yeah. aspect of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, this was the third tournament, and we're hoping to play uh, to play the FIVB again. We're on reserve list. We're here, so if somebody doesn't show up, yeah, it's going to be, uh, again, a new experience. Yeah, which seems like the odds are kind of high because, I mean, you guys were bumped in last time, and the qualifier didn't even fill up. Because teams on the reserve list, like for the listeners, like there's, I don't know, what, two or three dozen teams on the reserve list, but none of them actually show. For the teams who are on the reserve list, don't come. Everybody's <laughs> going to come. <laughs> it's really hard to get in. <laughs> yeah. But in general, um, I don't know. There's, uh, there's some teams that didn't show up last time, so they might not show up again, but yeah. maybe they are. So, you know, even if I was in Serbia, I don't know if I would drive or not. Right. But since we're here, it's good. I mean, yeah. good chances from 20 on the reserve list is, I don't know. I don't know if I would call <laughs> yeah. it good. You know, whoever shows up is above us. But, yeah. but still, it's, it's some chance. And, you know, it's good if we get in. It's, it's going to be a good experience. If not, we'll, we'll wait for another one. Yeah. Well, did you guys, do your points from last time, do they count for this one? Or is it too close? Uh, it's, it's uh, the, the, the system goes like this the list goes out 20 days before the tournament yeah and then they're counting points at that time which which was uh, before we finished the last FIVB tournament so they're not included in this but okay. when they make the list for the qualifications then they're gonna count okay so if other teams from reserve list for example show up it's gonna be our new points against their new points okay you know? so it's but it's not much. Well, like it was uh, first round of qualifications, yeah, like so it's, forty points or something. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I already have points. It's only going to be my partner's points. So okay, yeah, gotcha. What would you say is is like your 
kind of like volleyball goal at the moment? Because you're starting, because it looks like you, you played FIVB for a while. Like you played a ton in 2018, and you beat some good players and some really good teams. I was looking through the list. I was like, damn, DJ, you got some good wins. Um, and it looked like it slowed down a little bit, and then now you're starting to pick it back up. So my my career, like, uh, success successes, they came uh, in 2017, I think, when I played with Coleridge. And um, we had some success. We won the first CV medal. Um, it's kind of a one-star now. Yeah. Before, one-star in Europe was called the CV satellite. Okay. And Serbian teams never won a medal, so that was a huge thing. So you won the first uh, We Serbian won the medal. first medal ever, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that was really, like... That was crazy for us. We didn't expect it, but uh, we tried something new. Uh, funny thing is, Kolarić, if people know him, he's a defender. He was a libero as well. <laughs> and uh, he was blocking in our team. Okay. And he was really good at it. So, is he uh, like 6'4", too? Yeah. Right, he, 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 he just has gigantic liberos. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but uh, we had a lot of success at that tournament. We ended up third. We ended up fourth, fourth at two one-stars. One in um, one in France, one in um, in Cyprus, and then after that we play a few more tournaments. Um, we played uh, in China, for example. Uh, I'm proud of that to mention. <laughs> we beat uh, Perisic and Schweiner, our really good friends. We practiced with them whole year. Oh, nice! So we were lucky enough, for example, to beat them there. But now they're going to Olympics. So that's in a, retrospect, that's a big <laughs> win on the resume. <laughs> that's a big difference for our teams. Where, yeah. uh, we're right now at one stars, but um, <laughs> I'm proud of them, and um, I always text them when I can when they make a huge win. Yeah, and it's awesome to see them to see them playing so good. They just won the silver at um, Ostrava, and uh, yeah. they're middle middle on the list for Olympics. They're you know like I think they have good chances to to make something really yeah. good there. Um, and then I next like 2018 I play with uh, with Milic. Uh, he's a blocker from Serbia, and we had again a, a fifth place at one star. We had some good international tournaments in Czech Republic and in, um, in Switzerland. So I had like different opportunities with different partners. Yeah. Um, I played in Florida, of course, with yeah. great players mm -hmm. as uh, Ricardo, two-time Olympian, three-time Olympian. Yeah. Sorry. Um, or even four. I know he has three, yeah, three, three medals. He has four, all the medals. Four, eight, twelve. Uh, he's maybe even four times. Did he play? Did he play sixteen? Um, or maybe it was no. two thousand. I think so it's two thousand. Two thousand. Definitely three medals. Oh eight in twenty twelve. He's won bronze, silver, gold. Yeah, something sure. like that. Well, let's fact three, check that. Three. But I think you're right. I think it's four Olympics, three medals. Yeah. So playing a tournament with him was a yeah. great experience again. Yeah. You know, giving like getting some advices from him, you know, seeing the game from a different perspective. Um, I also think Brazilians play different than Americans, different yeah. than Europeans. It's all different style of game. Yeah. They're proven to work. Yeah. You know, all the countries are actually like uh, successful. You know, um, I play with uh, some AVP guys like Pure Mersiniak. He played with me. Uh, 2018 I think and we play it again now um, I play with uh, Logan Weber with yeah. Andy Benesch so all these players I think they they helped me grow and yeah. get to the level where I am now but now uh, answer to your question what's the goal is the goal is just to continue getting uh, on a higher level yeah. I still feel that um, I didn't reach my 
my uh, you know level where I could be my limit yeah and I always said I'm gonna play until I see that's it you know I reach my top level you know I, I can't go any more further yeah and because I feel there's more for me I want to I want to try different options and um, yeah I was looking for some options for a green card um, it's kind of hard to get it. If it's easy, everybody would have it. Right. But, <laughs> but I would love maybe to play at the AVP. Yeah. Because uh, for the FIB, you have to play with a Serbian uh, citizen, citizen. Yeah. Which we don't have many players. It's right. pretty much uh, four, five, six of us playing. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for that or, you know, like uh, trying some other options. You know, maybe developing some younger players. And, you know, I'm still hungry for for these strong and uh, high level tournaments so yeah that's my goal yeah is to to see where where it ends you know I like that where's where's the limit just getting as good as you can be i like that me and jade were talking about that last night she's like what do you want to do with volleyball i was like that's a great question i was like i tell you what i never thought i'd be sitting in bulgaria in sochi playing beach volleyball so i don't know sure. i'm i'm like i surpassed whatever expectations i had because i just wanted to make one main draw <laughs> like when i moved from florida to california i was like i just want one and I'll just I'll retire happy. You know, I'll keep writing and doing whatever. Yeah, but you got addicted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hooked, like, big time. It sounds like sure. the same thing kind of happened to you, where you're just, like, hooked, and now it's just like, well, let's just get as good as we can get and see what happens. Yeah, once you, like, see that you can be, that you can make some success, once you see that you're, that those teams you're watching TV are not that much better than you, Yeah. that motivates you even more. Like, I always thought, like, wow, like, those players are so amazing. Like I grew up watching Phil uh, and yeah. Ricardo. They were my two top players. Emmanuel as well and yeah. Todd Rogers. Like I remember those legendary fights between them. Yeah. And um, and then this year I got to practice with Phil, Phil and Nick. I got to play with Ricardo and you know like seeing that you can compete with them. Of course they're still the best, but right. competing with them, you know, giving them a good game, you know, or something. That's something that you know gives you so much motivation oh yeah you know, for it's sure not, they're not aliens they're humans yeah who just work hard to be where they are and i feel that you know we can continue growing and maybe get to that level yeah yeah i think that's probably the the best way to explain it and then you not only got to play against some of the best ones but like you mentioned you played with ricardo how did that happen like, how did that work out? Because I'm sure he didn't just, like, run into Ricardo. And it's like, hey, dude, like, what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> Let's go uh, play some tournaments. Some people already ask me, like, how did you convince Ricardo to yeah. play with you? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't even know. Um. This podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Wilson Volleyball. You guys know the drill. The AVP plays with Wilson Volleyballs. You know why? Because it is the absolute best volleyball in the game. The college game plays with Wilson. Even the German tour is playing with Wilson Volleyball. Wilson is taking over the world, beginning on the Castaway Island with Tom Hanks, and they're not stopping until they get the whole beach volleyball world. So do your part and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to play with the best beach volleyballs in the world. All right, that is SANDCAST-20. It's almost summer again. Time to get your refill of volleyballs. So use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off of all Wilson volleyballs. And now, back to the show. Since I was in Florida, I, I've been there uh, four years. And um, a few times we played some finals, so he kind of remembered my face, but uh, yeah. I knew Ricardo, I, I heard that Ricardo, he's like a little bit shy, he doesn't really talk too much to people. Yeah. 
Um, and I tried to talk to him a few times. You know, we had a small small conversation, and I asked him if uh, if he would like to play one tournament with me. Um, I think two years ago or something when I was alone in Florida and at that point he didn't know who I am so he kind of like just didn't answer right. <laughs> but, uh, but then last year he coached uh, he, we did one practice where he coached me and my partner and then um, this year I sent him again a message you know I was just trying right every time to ask him hey if you don't have anybody to play with I would yeah. like to play one tournament yeah and because we have a, um, a friend that is like I have a friend from uh, Deerfield Beach where I stayed. Okay. That is a really good friend from Ricardo. He talked to him as well, and Ricardo said, "Okay, you know, come to the practice. Let's try it out in the practice. If I like it, let's play." Yeah. And uh, it was good. You know, the practice went fine, and uh, he said, "Okay, let's play one tournament." And when we won, uh, it was Dig the Beach. Okay. He came to me. He said. Um, Hey, do you want to play one more? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, of course. Yeah. Like, I want to play any tournament you want to play. <laughs> so after that, every tournament that I saw that was coming up when I was in Florida, I sent him a message first. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you play? And then sometimes he was busy with indoors, sometimes not. So we ended up playing, I think, three tournaments. Okay. Which was awesome. Yeah. You know, and uh, maybe, hopefully, one day we're gonna play uh, at least one more. Yeah. Uh, He's so humble, and uh, he's, uh, for me, he's still number one, like, inspiring athlete that I know. Yeah. Because he's 45, for people who don't know, and uh, when I play with him, he he enjoys in that game, and he cheers for that point when he wins, or when I win. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, the most important point right. that exists, and he played Olympics. Yeah. He won medals. Like, yeah. he went the furthest. He was MVP a million times, like... You'll best go down walker, as one of the best of all time. You know, and yeah, he's in Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then when you watch him play a small tournament and being happy when he wins that point, <laughs> yeah. or even funnier, being angry at himself if he doesn't make a block that he could. Yeah. It's like for me, it's like wow, like that's the passion that you know people should have when they play this sport. Yeah. It's like people should see how you know how he enjoys it, and you know, that's kind of what keeps you uh, in a healthy career. Yeah. You know, throughout the years not to lose the motivation yeah it's like just being happy about you know every play right it's uh, he's amazing he's yeah. amazing I I've, uh, I've never met Ricardo but there's this there's this saying like never meet your heroes right because we always like we build them up and put them on this pedestal and then when we meet him we're like ah like this guy's not that great but it sounds like Ricardo like more than lived up to what you thought he might be because like you said like you watched ricardo and emmanuel and, and phil and todd and then you get to play with him it's like ricardo's the man so that's awesome that like he not only lived up to these huge expectations but he just like he's just this really happy brazilian dude who loves volleyball still it, yeah as i said it's it's really inspiring like he's uh he's super humble yeah and um like uh, a story where we played a tournament and uh of course, playing with Ricardo brings a little bit of pressure, you know, like, hey, if you lose with Ricardo in Florida, you know, something is uh, not good. <laughs> right. And we did lose one time. We lost the finals against Jeff Samuels and uh, Dylan. Okay. And they played great. And um, we played pretty good. We lost in tiebreak. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, like 15-12 or something. They're still putting but videos on Instagram after like that, every other day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> they're, sure. they're holding on to that one. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay, you know. Yeah. I would do the same, you know, yeah. playing against uh, the legend and then being able to win. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, really good. Yeah. It's something you're going to remember. Yeah. 
And um, of course we play after that and we got our revenge. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's uh, after a tournament I was crushed, you know, and I was sitting and thinking like, wow, like I just lost with Ricardo, you know, yeah. like how, how, how come that I didn't play good enough, you know, to win? And he just came to me and he said, look, it's volleyball. You win, you lose, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Like, and then he said this sentence where he was like, um, I could do better and I could help you more and I didn't. So, you know, yeah. it's okay. Don't blame yourself. Like, I didn't help you. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, hey, that's awesome. Like, instead of being, you know, like mad or something or upset, he just came and he took, you know, responsibility. And he was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't do more, you know. Because, of course, you can. We, we go back to what you said, like how much you can affect as a player even though you don't get served. Right. You know, you can always take more. Yeah. And that actually made my day and, you know, helped me to, like, forget about the tough loss yeah. with Ricardo in the yeah. finals and, you know, uh, being able to play with him again after. And uh, we after that, we did play great and we won the tournament. Um, I don't know the plays, but I remember we played Pure and Rafu and, uh, okay. again in a really good match. Yeah. So it was awesome for sure. Yeah, like, it's it's just one story about him and you know how he approaches to players and you know teammates and a whole yeah. volleyball thing. I was gonna say like what a totally different response from your average beach volleyball player because almost every time a team loses, someone's like, oh like how, like what happened? They're like, oh my partner sucked, <laughs> and Ricardo's like, I could have done more. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I think that's the difference between uh, you know legends and big players and right. you know just like average. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, so then you played, I mean, with pretty much every big dog blocker in Florida, which there's a lot of them now. I mean, you, like you mentioned, it's you played getting more Logan, and, more. <laughs> and Logan just won that huge tournament in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw. Which is pretty good. I mean, that tournament was stacked. For sure. And then uh, you played some with Piotr, and you guys were a fun team. You played some with our boy Andy Benish. Um, so you got to play with, like, a lot of really good players. Like, your Florida experience seems to be a, a pretty good one. Well, when I went to Florida this year, I mean, last year, it was September, I went to see my friends okay. uh, for a month. Yeah. And then to decide what I want to do, you know, if yeah. I want to go back home and study and, you know, finish school and, yeah. you know, maybe turn to the other side because I don't have a partner. Yeah. And um, it just started like that. Uh, I saw there's a lot of tournaments. I played some with my close friends, Jensen and Alex. Okay. And um, when... Uh, when I saw there's like tournament every weekend because uh, because of COVID they just open yeah. and all the organizers they wanted to make tournaments yeah they they didn't have in months before yeah so it was literally every month every every week Florida was a tournament was crazy <laughs> and I was like okay look I want to stay a little longer so I moved my ticket two months yeah so instead of months to stay three months yeah and um, and I ended up actually having a good partner Piotr wanted to play a big tournament. Uh, we lost in quarterfinals, I remember. It was AVP next to against... Uh, Tim Baumgren and Bruno? Yeah, Tim yeah. Baumgren and Bruno, where Bruno was bombing surfs. Good beach for Bruno. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no sand. No sand. No, he, they both played great. It was, yeah. just, it was a really good match and a uh, good lesson for me. Um, and then after that, you know, um, Logan wanted to play a tournament with me. And when I played with him, I was like, wow, well... You know, I actually want to want to stay and try to play more. Like, this yeah. is a good level and, you know... Yeah. If I go back, I don't have anybody to play with. So let me just, you know, have some experience here. And I decided to stay more. So after three months, I moved to six months. Yeah. That's the maximum I can stay in the U.S. <laughs> in a year. And uh, and things just started to work out for me. Like, uh, 
Andy came. Actually, I called Andy to play a New Year's tournament. Okay. And he said yes. I was like, oh, wow, he's going to come from California to play. But yeah. that was, again, a good experience. And then um, and then Phil, they, Phil and Nick, they start practicing for Doha. So they needed some sparring partners. So I got to play. I got to practice with them a lot. So my whole experience turned to be way better than what I yeah. actually no intended to have, you know, <laughs> just to go for a month and have good times with my friends, you know. Yeah. And I mean, what would you say, like, what are some of the bigger things you learned and took away from that Florida experience? Just as either a beach volleyball player or a human, I don't know if you came away with like any big takeaways. Well, for sure, it's, uh, I, I saw like how, how people train there and stuff. Yeah. And um, I saw that I'm not the only one who struggles, you know, with partners and with motivation and, yeah. and you know, like... I talked to Andy, I talked to other guys who are like kind of my age yeah. and who are sacrificing a lot. So that kind of helped me, you know, to, um, to, to get, to continue, you know, to continue being motivated, to continue making plans and trying to, you know, make something big out of this. And, um, for, you know, it, it was because, uh, it was because I see motivation in other people yeah. and I see, uh, Florida as, uh, one of my favorite places. Um, kind of quality beach level heaven. Yeah. People say it for California that it's the best place, but uh, Florida has the most like tournaments. Oh yeah, there's no and, question about that. And the passion, like the passion there for volleyball, is what actually like uh, brings me there every year. Yeah. Is when I see people like you know average players from the beach being motivated to get the AVP. Yeah. You know, being motivated to get from AAA to Open. Yeah. Being motivated to, you know, learn how to jump serve. Like, mm -hmm. they, they just, they have their own work. You know, they finish their jobs. They're running to the beach to get a little bit better. Yeah. You know, to to take one set from Ricardo to, you know, yeah. like, that passion is something that doesn't exist in my country. Like, beach volleyball is, it's a joke. You yeah. know, it's, when I say I play beach volleyball, people are like, okay, but what are you actually doing you know, <laughs> right. in your life? I'm like that's a real sport. Like, yeah. is that is that Olympic sport? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it is. Yeah, for a long time. But yeah. uh, so it doesn't exist. You know, there's no uh, passion and there's no motivation. There's no um, uh, people don't recognize your work there. You know, in Serbia or in Balkan, you yeah. know, beach volleyball is just something small. Right. It's a hobby. You know? Yeah, it's a hobby. And in in Florida, it's you know a lifestyle. Yeah. Like people live for that beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. People move. Like Deerfield Beach, people move to Deerfield Beach and places near or to Tampa to be able to go to the beach after work and play. Yeah. You know, to have that life that every day is actually beach volleyball. Yeah. You know, because the weather in Florida, it gives you opportunity to play every day. Yeah. Year There's, round. I don't know, four years where I was there, maybe 10 days I didn't play. <laughs> it's, it's like crazy, you know. So that passion is something that also like I would take home and... Uh, you know, try to share with people. Yeah. And everybody who asks me, I try to, to tell them that Florida is a good place to go and, you know, experience it. Because um, as well, tournaments, you know, people go like it's a party. Yeah. People go like so happy, like it's a huge event. Yeah. It's like to they're, be it's there, a social to event. see their friends, yeah. you know, to like have a full day of volleyball. There's always a lot of courts because there's like open, double A, triple A, you know, right. co-ed. Yeah. There's so many teams. Then, you know, just when you go there as a beach volleyball player, you feel so, you know, uh, fulfilled and happy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. 
I wish I, it's like that everywhere. What what originally brought you to Florida? Because you mentioned that you've been going back and forth for like four years. Yeah, first time we came, um, Serbian team was there. Uh, our women teams. Okay. Uh, Ma, uh, Milena uh, and uh, Maria. Okay. They were number one Serbian team, and uh, Milena Matic she played with uh, Katie Hogan. They uh, won, after that, they won a they won 14, 40, 40, right? 14, 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good win. That was a great win. <laughs> um, that was a great win, definitely the highlight of their careers, yeah. I would say. I mean, at least for Milena. You know, after that, she uh, she returned to Serbia and started working. Yeah. And uh, she's actually my coach right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's That's definitely cool. an amazing uh, player and so much knowledge, you know, uh, and passion as well. Yeah. Like, that's kind of something that we're lacking. Um, but anyways, they were they were there practicing with this coach and um, they call us there like, hey, you know, you guys want to come and, you know, experience this and me and uh, Lazar, because we played together that year and uh, the winter was coming, we yeah. didn't have any options. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, sure, you know, let's go and be there for a month or two. Yeah. So we took tickets and uh, we went there and uh, first time we practiced with that coach and girls were there, you know, so it was easy. Because uh, usually when you go to new place, you don't know people. So right. it was easy because he would help us, they would help us, you know. So we met some local people. I got some connections, you know, I met some friends. So after that, you know, when uh, we split, second year I came back because I already have friends there, you know. Okay. And, uh, I already had kind of a thing. I, I talked to Piotr, Piotr and Kaya. Uh, Kaya was pregnant at that time. Okay. And they had a guest bedroom, so they let me stay with them. You yeah. know, I was, we were kind of living together for... Um, I would say two months. Okay. So that was Very like cool. amazing and like I appreciate it so much. Yeah. So you know I just had a lot of uh, a lot of help from people, but yeah. um, the more and more I was like getting new friendships, connections, it would make it easier for me. Yeah. Um, and in the end, last two years there was this Serbian guy, uh, Miki Minic, okay. who helped me tremendously. Like, okay. He uh, found a place where me and Milos can stay two years ago, and uh, me I stay there uh, this year. And um, he organized, you know, us to have a car, every problem, you know, nice. like everything. He was there. He was like literally a uh, family, yeah. you know, family who, who I have in Florida, which was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's kind of like just a few things just came together. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to, to have opportunity like that. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure not everybody is, you know, have the same yeah, opportunity. It's pretty so sweet. I have to be grateful for it. Yeah. So you're, you're allowed to do... What, six months in the U.S. every year? Yeah, I have a tourist visa 10 years. Okay. But I'm allowed to stay six months in a year. Okay. That's pretty cool. Do you have like... Not enough. (laughs) I agree. I'm with you. So how do you... What is the green card process? Obviously, I've never had to do it. It's so complicated. Yeah. Um, I thought I can go through like uh, extraordinary abilities. That's something that... uh, professional athletes can go. Yeah, so Ricardo probably has that. Ricardo, but uh, it gets so much easier if you have Olympic medal. And it gets three <laughs> times easier if you have three medals. Yeah. But uh, some Brazilians girls won as well, but they also have Olympics. Okay. Um, but Grando Gorman won as well. Okay. And he's the guy who I talked to last. But, you he know, these a green are, card? Yeah. I, I, I know that. that. That's what he told me. I'm surprised he hasn't played any AVPs. Because it was just recently. Oh, okay. There was no AVPs in the okay. meantime, you know. Got only it. That's the, pretty cool. Only the three events that was closed for people who had points. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, I talked to some people, but all these people, they're like, they have great results on, yeah. the, on the FIVB. You know, my greatest result is that first medal for Serbia, which is for Serbia great. Right. But for overall world, it's not that big. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to, that would bring me, you know, 
uh, enough credits to get the green yeah. card. And then the other way is uh, through, uh, through work, but you know, somebody needs to give you a job, which right. is again, really complicated to find someone who right. could hire a sponsor. Yeah, but the... they also need to do a bunch of paperwork and stuff, which yeah. they don't want to do because they don't really need you. Right. You know, it would either be a friend or you need to be so good in something that people want you, you know, yeah. it could be some kind of coaching or something, yeah. you know, in there, in there is easier. You, they, they're going to do everything for you to play for their club. Yeah. But who wants to be trouble player? You know, there's no clubs. Right. So like, why would somebody, you know, uh, invest in me in, yeah. in that in that case? And then you can get married, which is kind of like too much for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's too much to do just to get a green card, you know? Yeah. I feel that it's kind of cheating. Yeah. I want to do it the right way, you know. And, I like uh, that. Earn it, you know, through, through work or through education or through, you know, like sports. Yeah. I mean, sports would be amazing. Yeah. When I talked to lawyer, he said... I don't think your case is strong enough. And I asked him, so what could I do to make it a little bit better? Yeah. He said, you can go to Olympics. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good idea. All I, right, done. I'll do that. I never, I never thought about Sign it. Sign me up. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard, but uh, I still believe it's possible. And, yeah. you know, um, I would love to be a part of AVP. It's just such a long, uh, like, with history um, organization that you know it's just amazing you know yeah. for maybe for people in the world it's not that big but for me who I, I was there you know four years yeah and i talked to all these people who admire avp and avp athletes and everything for me it's a big thing you know yeah. i would i would definitely like to experience it and um, um a fun fun story was when i first met phil um i was thinking to honestly like kind of stop playing because I lost my motivation and, uh, you know, Serbia, no partners and stuff. Right. And this was recently? Yeah, this, like, it was December? just now when I was okay. in Florida. That's how, when I met him. Okay. In the first practice, we played together, actually. Oh, nice. And he didn't have a partner, so we played together. That's awesome. I played pretty good because he was playing with me. <laughs> so <laughs> he brings like four blocks and three aces <laughs> and every good set. Yeah. So it kind of gets easier for you. <laughs> yeah. And after the practice, he comes to me and he's like, you should get a green card. And I'm like yeah like why he's like to play vp yeah it's gonna be really good like they're gonna have a lot of money in the future and i'm like yeah like you think i'm good enough he's like yeah for sure yeah and that moment when he told me like he believes it just clicked in me and i was like if somebody who's that experienced and had so much success as phil if he believes that you know i'm on a good level then maybe you know it's it's in my head you know that i kind of like lost motivation and stuff yeah you know, then, you know, when you're not motivated, you start, like, being too critic, critic, how do you say? Critical. Critical to yeah. yourself. So, you know, at that moment, I was like, okay, you know, he's right. Uh, I believe that I can compete with these guys, you yeah. know. And I, after that, I played with Andy, and, you know, we had some, some good runs. So, yeah. um, I believe that, that that was the trigger for me to come back, you know, more motivated and, uh, you know, try to find that, that way. Yeah. It's really hard. It's still hard, you know. Oh, yeah, and every day sure. I am trying to figure out my plans, you know, how to continue and where to go to to continue improving, but yeah. um, you know, it's just important to have that goal that, you know, that keeps you on the yeah. on the right track. No, for sure. And that's awesome because like Phil, he doesn't just like hand out compliments like candy. For you know, sure. Like those are hard to come by from Phil. So like when when Phil compliments you and says that like, "Hey, you could do well." He means it. That's a sure. pretty high price for you, Deej. For sure. No, coming from someone like that is it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Pretty cool. I mean, you got to play with Phil a little bit. You got to play with Ricardo. 
It's like good uh, names. I, I say, you know, sometimes, but when I go to Florida, it feels like a dream, you know? Yeah. It feels like it's not my life because uh, my family is in Serbia. You yeah. Know? So um, everybody there, it's different environment. Yeah. You know? So like new friends, new family, like as yeah. I said, Mickey, you know, who helps me with everything. Right. So I'm on call every day with him, not yeah. with my parents. And, you know, like uh, different volleyball partners, you know, different training group tournaments like you know i got to play with amazing players yeah that i never you know thought about yeah so it literally feels like dream there yeah. when i'm there it's so oh, it's normal you know i'm right. just practicing with phil right but when i think about it you know i would like i would never uh think that that's gonna happen like you know a year or two years ago yeah so it's definitely like something special that you know it's gonna stay with me for forever yeah well on your i feel like we can like you could kind of scam your green card application because if you want avp next you can just leave off the next. I won some AVP tournaments. You're not lying. <laughs> yeah. There's ways to hype these resumes up. I don't think... I didn't win AVP next, I think. No? It was uh, it was a New Year's. Okay. And we lost to Ricardo and Rafu, me and Andy. Okay. Decent team. But um, but we had, <laughs> we had that first set, and then I made something so stupid. Yeah. Um, for people who know Windmill... Uh, Troy Phil oh, gets in or he got that. And the ball was behind me, so yeah. I, I was like, this is a great idea. And after that, we lost three points in a row. And we ended up losing the set, and then we ended up losing a match. And um, yeah. I was like, wow, like way to ruin the good playing in that set. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, second place at the AVP Next was definitely like a good result for me. And I was when I was talking to Lair, I was thinking that would be a pretty good thing. Yeah. You know, but... It, it all depends on who is looking your uh, application. Right. And, you know, if it's a good day or not a good day for him. Right. But, you know, it's it's pretty expensive to apply and then get rejected. Yeah. So, you know, for for my part of Europe, it's super expensive to invest all that money. Yeah. And, you know, get rejected. Yeah. I couldn't do it a few times. You know? Right. So, you know, it's kind of, I don't believe I'm going to go that path, but it's still an option. Yeah. So we'll see, you know. Yeah. Well, I'd agree with Phil that if you were able to play in AVP, you'd have a pretty long list of blockers. It'd be like, DJ, you got a partner for this one or what? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be a completely different thing than what I have now. It's like, I need the blocker. Yeah. Would you be my blocker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm asking all the defenders, would you be my blocker? <laughs> yeah. There's no more blockers left. Yeah. Well, would you consider splitting? Uh, no. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, like... I don't mind it, but my block is so bad that whoever plays with me, you know, it's just for not, the best if you're back. It's here. not gonna get many digs or blocks from me. So uh, I tried a few times. Uh, I even like won a tournament in Florida when I blocked, but yeah, it's just it's not the level that I'm looking for, you know. Right. If I can jump, or you know, if I have like longer arms, or I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be a libero if I know how to block. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't mind split blocking, but it's just not efficient as uh, yeah. me in defense. And I I think that new new way of beach volleyball, the faster one and everything, is just, uh, it's requiring a big blockers. And yeah. if you think about the teams um, on the tour, there's not many split blockers anymore. It's only mm-hmm. Samuel Smedins and... Uh, Herrera Gavira. Herrera Gavira. And, Try and Trev. And Ingrosso brothers who are, who are kind yeah, of... I haven't seen them in a while. Are yeah, but I, I kind of see that they're like preparing so they might come back. But, you okay. know, there's only few teams that actually split block. Mostly it's a blocker and a defender because the level is like getting higher and higher. Right. 
And um, I think that's kind of like, it's hard to work on everything. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. If I feel that I never have enough time to, to work on my skills. Yeah. I feel like, okay, today we're going to work on defense, but I'm like, yeah, but you know, when are we going to serve? Right. When are we going to do the passing? You yeah. Know, I feel always there's not enough time. <laughs> I'm the same So way. imagine you like work on defense and block and dropping off net and you know, like everything. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Try and Trevor are definitely a team that works well in that. Yeah. But if you think that they're both blockers mainly blockers then yeah. like made defenders after that yeah that's kind of how it can work but yeah. i don't believe it can work from defender to the blocker okay. if you're not talent like if you don't your genetics are not you can jump right. like bronco yeah he jumps He's, over that dude god i was breaking down the film last night and so i was looking at it and slowing it down and bronco's like chin is over the net i'm like jesus it's not only bronco. that i <laughs> I, I, I did the same i slowed down the video and it's every time yeah. It's not like one time. Every time he jumps, yeah. he's like, oh, chin over net. Just fly. Like, How is this happening? Like, that guy, if he if like he decides to play beach, yeah. which he really loves to, but he makes a lot of money in indoor. Yeah. If he decides to play beach, he can, like, go on a, on a world tour in a few months. Yeah. Like, he can go now, but, I, like, he just, if he changed a few things, you know, just to, like, uh, make it a little bit better to yeah. polish it, yeah. he would be... You know, ready for a four star. That's yeah. how like he's such an amazing athlete. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I, I'd agree with that. I, I think that a pretty good comparison. We were kind of talking about it in the locker room last night, but that I think so. You played against Adrian Hydrich in twenty eighteen. I think that's probably around Broncos level. We actually played Hydrich uh, on Continental Cup a month ago. Yeah, and uh, Hydrich is he's huge like yeah. i would say it's a little bit different kind of athlete yeah hydrich is really big a big blocker like yeah. uh, the way he blocks like i played him before me and lazar we actually beat him uh France, in qualification right? yeah in Montpellier. Yeah. but the way he improved in these few years and uh, garrison like working with him Gerson's as good. a defender yeah um it's he's twice better yeah he's so good right now um, but it's a different, a little bit different style because his uh, his coordination is not good as Branco, but Branco is not big as Heidrich. Yeah, Heidrich sets with hands that helps a lot. Like he's a really good hand setter. Yeah. Um, so if you compare them, I would I would match them on the height on the hit. Yeah. But um, I would still say Branco hits a little bit stronger. Like, he can beat it. <laughs> his, his upper body looks like bodybuilder. Like, yeah. I don't know. I asked him after a tournament. I'm like, you don't get tired. He's like, my legs get tired. Yeah. I'm like, what about your shoulder? You hit like first hit yesterday. Yeah. When we started tournament, he's like, no, my shoulder doesn't really get tired. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's such such a such a good genetics for this. Like, yeah. He hits few times like after uh, against you guys. Like he would get a defense or something. Like the ball would go on him. Yeah. And I would set him, and he would just hit so hard. Then I would start laughing and I'll be like, how do you hit like this in transition? <laughs> yeah. Like in transition, usually everybody's like a little bit, you know, looking and like right. falling down and you just like, bam, <laughs> full of power. I'm like, wow, it's fun to play with someone like that. Yeah. Just like set and like, just let him do the work. Yeah. He just does stuff and he doesn't even know how good it is what he's doing. Because sure. he doesn't play beach enough and he's just like, oh, I just bounced it into the sixth floor window of the hotels. That's good. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's decent, Bronco. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I give him a few comments like, 
hey, when you pass in front of me, you can open up a little bit. It's going to be easier for you. He's like, yeah. yeah? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And then he goes, opens, and hits like sharp angle, like yeah. in two mirrors. I'm like, yeah, I think that helps. That works. You. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll try to do that more. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he doesn't really think what he's doing because it just works for him, you know? Yeah. He's, uh, he's so athletic that in, I'm pretty sure, okay, you block him a lot on this tournament. Yeah. Um, and I think you had the most blocks in the whole tournament. And uh, even when I play against him or with him, that I saw, um, Milos blocked him last year maybe once or twice. Yeah. But usually he doesn't care where he hits because nobody here can stop him, you right. know, in Bulgaria. Yeah. So he doesn't even cha- need to change anything right. because it works. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's that's why I said if he just changed a few things to play a little bit better on the bigger blockers, yeah, he would be able to play on the highest level. Yeah. It's amazing. For sure. And you're about to go back to the highest level uh, in what, like, Two, three weeks for the Continental Cup? Yeah, Continental Cup Finals uh, is on uh, 23rd to 26th uh, June. It's yeah. uh, for Europe continent. Um, it was supposed to be... It's actually 16 teams. Yeah. Uh, the final phase and only the winner gets uh, gets the Olympics. Well, so it's 16 federations. 16 federations. Right? 30, 32 teams. Yeah, every federation okay. is going to represent... Uh, two teams are going to represent it. Yeah. Uh, in men and women, so it's gonna be like literally thirty-two teams there, sixteen men, sixteen women, so yeah. 60, sixty-four athletes. Yeah, you know, plus coaches. Plus, it's gonna be a huge event. Yeah, which is a really good experience. Yeah, um, but we were lucky enough. We ended up actually sixth in the in the second phase, which doesn't give you a spot, but gives you hope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because if somebody from your pool qualifies uh, for the Olympics through the points. So if both teams from one country qualify, they don't have a they don't have a spot for the country anymore in the finals because yeah. uh, the limit in the Olympics is two teams from yeah. one country. So Polish teams, uh, Brill and uh, Fijalek, yeah, and Kantor Losiak, um, they both qualified through the points. So uh, they were in our pool. So we're taking their spot. Actually, we ended up as instead of sixth, fifth from our pool. Yeah. So we're going to get the opportunity to play there and be on the high-level high tournament, which yeah. is amazing, you know. That's awesome. It's so cool. And, uh, I mean, even though you guys, like, so now you're, you're in the Continental Cup, and so the way it works, which listeners, I had no idea this is how it works. So it's like, it's not you, you versus, it's not like you're trying to win it on your own as a team. You're, like, with your federation. So it's going to be Serbia's two teams versus Germany's two teams. Ones play the ones, twos play the twos. One kind play of, the two, two, or two one play, okay. play the one, yeah, but it's the same. And then, so if you guys split, then it goes, you guys pick your best team to play Germany's best team, and then the winner, then that federation moves on. Right, right. Which is cool. I think that format's awesome. No, I, I honestly, I think they took it from tennis. Okay. Or something like that. There's okay. Davis Cup in tennis that kind of works the same. Okay. But it's, it's a great format. It's super fun because you cheer for for your own country yeah. so it kind of brings you more together mm-hmm. as a federation because usually you know you can see teams let's say i'll take polish teams right now just for example like two teams and you know they're on the world tour but they don't cheer for each other because they're they have their own business there right but here you cheer because it's your country you know you have a few coaches together you know you all come together as a federation you need other team to win so you right. can go further so it kind of brings you closer you know yeah. and uh, I feel that uh, us in the second phase that we got more uh, more closer together, you know, uh, two Serbian teams, 
because yeah. we were all you know trying to help each other when we were practicing we were challenging each other to get better so we can all be better on that tournament yeah so it's it's really cool cool format you know yeah. for uh for the thing but i honestly think one spot for europe it's too small uh for it's way too small for the level and europe's the best continent before it was kind far. of different it yeah. was there was like the winner gets the olympics second play against the goes to like Continental Cup, I don't know what was that, where the second place uh, from each continent plays together or something like that, okay. plays the tournament. Yeah. Which Europe, since Europe is the pretty much strongest continent, they would usually win. Right. But like this, you know, it's pretty tough. Oh, it's yeah. Pretty tough to, to compete. Like, you know, there's Germany teams, there's Latvia teams, some of the Smedians, there's... The Dutch. The yeah, Dutch for sure. Netherlands. Good. There's <laughs> so many, so many good teams, you yeah. know, that's going to be you know, battling for one spot. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, then, you know, it's just going to be that one match that's going to decide, you right. know, or maybe the golden match, which is even more fun. What's the golden so, match? Golden match is when it's 1-1. One, one, okay. And, and then, then they play, play the, yeah, and yeah. It, it gets so intense, you yeah. know. That's what uh, I was thinking about, like, so Smolovs and Smedens, I mean, Smolovs has been in every Olympics since 08. Smedens has been in every Olympics since 2012. And won the medal. And won a bronze. And now they have to win the Continental Cup just to get into the Olympics. Which is crazy. Sure. Did you watch their uh, their match against Nikolai and Lupo? Because um, if, if they won, they, they'd have been in the Olympics. They'd have jumped the Grimalts. Yeah, yeah. And they lost like 21-19, 30 I, I was like, oh, man. I honestly think they picked up a little bit too late. But their last tournaments, they played really good. Like, yeah. I watched their matches and they just played good. They were, it's it was fun to see that all the teams that needed to qualify, they were playing great. They picked it. Like up. they were all like winning their pools, you know, yeah. like battling each other. Like Greenwald brothers are were fighting for it. You know, Karambula played great. Kantelosiak yeah. won a tournament. They went off. They won a tournament when they needed the most. <laughs> like they didn't win yeah. a tournament for a long time. Yeah. So it was uh, really nice to see you know these teams bringing the form up. You know, and uh, playing their best volleyball to get to their dream. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy. It was fun to watch, and Kelly Clay's and Sarah Sponsel for had, sure. That's won, that's that's so interesting. They had won one tournament, and then they needed to medal in the last two, and they won both. It's badass. I honestly, I give them opportunity. I think, like, I give them credits for it, and I think they have a good opportunity at the Olympics right now. I think so. Like, with the shape they I are think in, they're the best team in the world right now. Yeah, with the shape they're in. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm excited to watch this Olympics. I feel like it just beach volleyball as it gets bigger around the world. It's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. We're not like I mean. Pretty much anybody can win. I mean, Brower Musen hadn't won a tournament in how long? Yeah, and but now they did. And now they won. Andre and George just came out of like nowhere. Sure. They didn't even break pool in Sochi, and then they get third and looked like almost unbeatable. It's awesome. Volleyball's so fun. Andre and uh, Georgia, are they they're not in the Olympics. They're not the Olympics. That's that's also like they're ranked like eight in the world, but they're not in the Olympics. It's yeah, brutal. Alison is going right. Alison and Alvaro and Evandro and Bruno. I don't know if you know the story, but Alvaro used to play with Ricardo. And uh, when Alison stopped playing with Andre because it didn't work, yeah, he called Alvaro and Alvaro called Ricardo and he told him like I want to play with you, yeah, you know, because Ricardo was his mentor and he right. was teaching him everything and yeah. they play actually really good together. Like One in Warsaw, like and, 2018. And Ricardo, Ricardo just told him, look, I'm I'm getting a little bit older and I I don't really want to run to Olympics. Like I've, I've 
did my Olympics. Right. You should just, you know, try to go with Alisson. You know, so Ricardo actually told Alvaro to go and play with Alisson. That's he, awesome. He gave Alisson uh, Alvaro, you know? And it's, <laughs> That's great. it's such a nice thing from Ricardo. Yeah. Because he could be like, no, you know, stay, play with me. But yeah. he gave him that opportunity. And look, uh, you know, he's going to his Paralympics. Yeah. So that's cool. That's that's amazing. For that's him. cool. I, I like hearing stories like that when players just kind of like, sort of pass them all, and they they give them the best situation possible. For sure. I and I'm happy cool. it worked. You know, I'm happy it worked. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you got the Olympics coming up. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> if you just as, win your matches, as my you're, friend, you're good to go. As my friend Nikki from from uh, Florida, as he would say. Anybody can be beaten at any given day, so yep. why not today? Why not today? And, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We're not going there to lose. We're going there to yeah. give our best. I'm, you know, we're all hungry for it, and uh, sometimes that dream can, you know, get you to play your best volleyball. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good volleyball over there. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's coming hungry. Yeah, it's going to be a fun experience. So you got the, maybe, hopefully, the FIVB this weekend, and then when do you leave for the Netherlands? I'm pretty sure next week we're going to do some kind of preparations. Okay. That's kind of how we do it in Serbia. Yeah. A few, few days we're ready. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll do some preparations there. Uh, and then we're going to go to Netherlands, I would say, a day or two before. Because I remember we couldn't go earlier in Baden because of uh, COVID. Okay. You know, bubbles. So they don't let you come too, too early. Yeah. You know, then they have to take care of you. And yeah. the bubble, like, it starts for all the teams at the yeah. same time. So maybe two days before, I don't okay. know. And then after that, um, I might actually go to France. Um, okay. I got connected to the to one French club, and uh, they want me to play there with uh, with Sylvester. I don't know if oh, you know. Oh, nice. Him. Dude, he's he freaking good. He played last tournament here. and um, Me and Adam played him first round. Oh, yeah? Like, Adam was like, all right, so this French team, that's a bad draw. And then we looked at the draw, and we were like, that's who we got. Jeremy's good, man. No, he's he's such a good athlete. Like, yeah. um, I played with him before. I practiced, but uh, now when I was in France, I got to play with him more. Yeah, and um, he he loves the fast game, which I like, kind yeah. of Florida style. You know, low yeah, sets, yeah. like mm -hmm. shoot sets, left and right. He sees the court, you know, and he doesn't play beach for long. He plays four or five years. Really, and he already has like two three medals at one time. Three golds. Yeah, so. I think that says enough about him, you know. Oh, and, yeah. uh, it's going to be a good good experience for me as well if I get to play with him a few more tournaments, you yeah. know. And, uh, so what we'll would, see, we'll what see. would you guys be playing? Like, is there a French tour? French tour, okay. yeah. yeah. There, is, there is some French tournaments. Uh, there's some club tournaments, I think, in France. So, okay. Um, it's kind of a test to see how we would work together. Yeah. It's pretty Dude, good. That would be awesome. So you still got a fun summer coming up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. And well, then after that, we'll see. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking for my options. Um, maybe France would be an option after. Maybe California. Maybe, I don't even know, Florida, if my Serbian friend calls me back. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, like, I have a friend uh, in, the, in the Dubai okay. that has a beach volleyball. They're, like, Serbian friends who opened the beach volleyball school there. Okay. So That's cool. they might be needing a coach there because you know, yeah. they're opening more spots. Okay. Um, there's a uh, camp volley tours in Spain for a few months, so you know September October. Yeah. Uh, so there are some options that that I need to to decide what I want to do, but um, you know it's good to have few doors open. For sure. And then you can decide, you know, what you think is best for you, and you know. 
Yeah. Right now, I'm leaning on California. Yeah. Because because uh, I have you to help me. Yeah, I got a spare bedroom for you. <laughs> it's just waiting for you. Yeah, I'm leaning for California <laughs> because uh, I think there I could do the masters. Okay. And you know, I think I could start like my life, you know, in the right direction over there. Yeah. And uh, you know, who knows where that's gonna bring me in the end. Yeah. Uh, but you know. One injury or one, you know, uh, new opportunity somewhere else can turn you, you know, for um, 180 degrees. So yeah. I don't want to say anything too early. You know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see in a month or two or three. You know. Yeah. How it goes. We got some good options, man. For I'm, sure. I'm excited for you. Thanks. I'm. Uh, well, hopefully you get in this weekend. And uh, good luck if you do. And definitely good luck at the Continental Cup. Follow on that. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah.